Welcome to episode 28 of Finding Middle Path, a podcast about all things DBT, dialectical behavior therapy, and the resources around it. I'm your host, Rachel Jolstrom, and I am a licensed professional counselor who practices in the Kansas City, Missouri area. So today we're going to continue to talk about emotion regulation and move into the ABC please skill, which really helps us to control any emotional vulnerabilities. I hope you stick with us as we talk all things DBT. Well, welcome back. I hope that you are following along with us. We have a podcast that comes out every Friday, so be sure to subscribe and follow along. If you're looking for any charts associated with what we talk about or any discussion that we continue to talk about, check out our blog at findingmiddlepath.com. You can also find us on social media where we try to continue the conversation. So today we're going to continue to talk about ABC please, which is part of emotion regulation. Emotion regulation is pretty important when we're trying to understand our emotions, learn how to regulate them and control them more so. So I've talked a lot about the please skill in the past. In fact, we have an earlier podcast on it. And the please skill is again, it's an acronym. But remember, it's not just the please skill. I typically teach the please skill first to all my clients to again, help them get a jump start on the skills. And this is also a way to help them to start to mitigate or start to reduce some of the vulnerabilities that are happening in their life. Again, it's just a quick way to jump into DBT and have a bite into what's happening. So we will review that a little today that the please portion of ABC, please. But remember, again, there's more parts to it. So the ABC is also a continuation or a building on how to recognize where your vulnerabilities are, and then how to again, reduce them in the process. So along with the police skill, we're also going to be adding in a few additional things. Again, we've learned along the way. So let's talk about the A portion of the ABC, please. So the A stands for accumulate positive emotions. So in this, the example would be a short term is to do pleasant things that are possible right now. Increase pleasant activities that lead to positive emotions. Do at least one thing each day from the pleasant activities list, which we will have on our blog. Long term, this is where you make changes in your life that are so positive and they're filled with positive events that it will continue to build in the future. This is building that life worth living. When we, and whenever I've talked about the first few sessions that I do with clients and we establish client goals and also look at values of a person, this is where we start to build on that even further. We look at your goals, we make a list of positive events that you want. And then we start to list those small steps that you need to do in order to work towards that goal in order to take the first steps. Remember, In DBT, we're all about making small baby steps along the way that lead to bigger changes. So again, accumulating positive emotions, also accumulating positive uh, events or behaviors or actions or activities, all of those things. We're trying to build more and more of that. 
Speaking of build, build is the B portion of ABC, but we're building mastery here. So we're kind of building on the A. When we look at the list of positive experiences or positive emotions, it's important to really kind of go through and say, out of this list of, I don't know, over a almost a hundred, uh, there's even more in some other list. It's important to say, which one of these do I want to focus my attention in more? And building mastery is not just something we want you to do to distract yourself. This is really where we're starting to channel, uh, again, a lot more of those values and a lot more of the uh, behaviors that bring so much more meaning to our lives. So we're really wanting to pour more into that. And so again, schedule one or more activities each day to build a sense of accomplishment, plan for success, not failure, and then gradually increase the difficulty over time looking for a challenge. Remember, we're not really technically asking you to be a master of anything. In, in order to be a master, it it's a continual learning process. I mean, I have a master's degree, but it doesn't mean that I've mastered counseling. It means I've mastered certain elements of it, and I continue to grow throughout the process. The same goes for anyone in, in this kind of situation. For instance, if you want to learn Taekwondo or kickboxing or any kind of martial martial arts, we all know that it is a building process and you continue to grow. The same goes for learning a musical instrument. You don't just learn to play a song or a couple notes or a couple bars. You really do learn a lot about the instrument, how to take care of it, where to grow, and then you can even start to teach others what you've learned. So it really is starting to build the sense of accomplishment and not just this, I'm distracting, I'm pouring my energy on into all these little things. I'm finding areas of my life that are giving me purpose. So again, building mastery. The next one, we talked about this around the election and that is coping ahead. So coping ahead, and that's the C, coping ahead of time with emotional situations. So this is where we know that we're going to come into a situation that's going to have a lot of emotionality to it. For instance, if we know that the holidays are coming up and it's something that it's not a pleasant holiday and it's going to affect us or bring up lots of stirred emotions. In fact, we talk a lot that holidays bring up a ton of emotions for people. So this is where we want to create a plan ahead of time, not in the moment because we're too flooded, we're too hit at that moment. So we're going to create a plan ahead of time so you're prepared. And then you, prior to the event, you start to imagine yourself coping ahead. Really, we call that in vivo therapy. But when you're not really in the situation, but you're imagining it in your mind, and you even role, role play a few scenarios that make you feel a lot more confident about what you're going to come across. Remember, this is where we talked about even with the election, having that good, bad, neutral outcome, and really trying to cope ahead and plan ahead for yourself and kind of worst case, best case and neutral case scenario. So so that's the ABC portion. So let's just kind of talk about what are pleasant activities. So pleasant activities can range from, you know, 
I'm going to listen to some music. I'm going to watch something. I'm going to wear clothes that I enjoy, read books to, I would like to go on a trip and plan on going on a trip, right? Or working out, whatever it may be. There are so many things that you can pour your energy into and there is no time limit. Now, something I've discussed on here before is I love 30 minute increments. Now, this is not just a new concept I've come up with. This is something I got from an old Hugh Grant movie called About a Boy, where he has lots of money and he has nothing really productive to do with his time. And so he's broken his day up into 30 minute increments. And I absolutely loved that idea so much that I stole it and have applied it to so many of these, these DBT skills. So remember, it's really about what works for you. I love time constraints, especially if I can set a timer on my phone, then it leads me to be able to reel myself in a little bit more and also fully engage in whatever I'm doing. Also, television shows are typically 30 minutes long or listening to a podcast. You can also set a 30 minute timer sometimes for those audible books. There's lots of different things that really feel very natural uh, to do. Even a workout routine. Usually 30 minutes is a good amount of time to really get your heart pumping and be able to rest and, and kind of come down from that. So it's, it's really about what works best for you. So after we've visited the positive or pleasant events list, which by the way, I mean, it's really important for you to stop and take a minute and the things that we have on here, you can either highlight them or make your own list, whatever it may do. In fact, if you're feeling very flooded, sometimes a good distraction technique is to really lean into your logic brain. And so this is where a good activity, a good distraction would be. I'm going to list a whole bunch of activities I want to do. And they can, again, be as simple as walk, you know, put items in my Amazon cart that I want to buy, make a wish list on uh, a book app, whatever it may be, you, you can do these things. So again, after ABC, we move into the please skill. And again, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this one. There are, there is a previous podcast about this and it really does kind of, um, expand them a lot more and really talks about how you can break this down. Again, this is another one that would be best to personalize with your counselor and really sit down and talk this through. So the P stands for physical illness, and this is where we want to take care of our body, see a doctor when's necessary, take medication if we need to as prescribed. Remember your body when it's not healthy or it's in pain or etc etc it's you're just not going to be in the best mood that's it if you have a migraine if you're on your period whatever it may be something physically doesn't feel right it's going to affect your mood next is l and this is lather rinse repeat and we're talking about physical hygiene so this is where you shower you try to clean your room get organized if you can the, your environment does highly affect your mood. So if you notice that, oh my gosh, I'm in this depressive state and I'm not showered in a couple of days, just take a shower, you know, and I, I don't want to undervalue that. 
but it's those simple solutions that we're really trying to find in order to quickly cause some emotional stability. Remember, this is not about cleaning your whole house. This is not about spending a ton of time on doing things. Again, what can I do for the next 5, 10, 15, and 30 minutes if I, if I need to? The next one is eat and or E and that stands for eating balanced and eating balanced is really not about eating healthy, so to speak, but this is paying attention to what food you're putting into your body. Remember food does have memory. So certain foods do cause us to be more emotional than others would. They have memories attached to them. And so while yes, we've heard about emotional eating, sometimes we we're eating a food that then reminds us of something. So just remember to eat balanced, make sure you're not eating those 12 candy bars, etc., etc. We really want to pay attention to the food we're putting into our body. So Again, if I've had a couple candy bars or I've eaten out a lot, then maybe I just make a shift and I'm like, you know what? I would like to eat a salad or I'd like to make sure that I'm drinking enough water. Whatever the small challenge may be, this is not about weight loss. This is not about you overthinking food. This is really about what food are you or are you not eating that's causing you some emotional instability. It's making you more vulnerable to the things that are happening around you. Okay. The next is a, and this is avoid mood altering substances. Remember there are things like depressants, like alcohol, and there's also non-prescription drugs that are of course like pot, marijuana, street drugs, whatever it may be. But there's also things like caffeine and sugar and even over-the-counter drugs or vitamins, whatever it may be, that still affect your mood. So really just being very cautious, like, oh, uh, did I not have a cup of coffee today and I just feel a little bit, you know, spiky because I'm also feeling a physical response or a physical withdrawal from not having that or whatever it may be, right? It's nice to know and be connected to your body so you know how you're responding when you do or do not have something, okay? The next is balance sleep. So that's what the S stands for is sleep. Sleep is huge. In fact, if you're not getting good sleep, we typically target that also at the very beginning. Another reason I talk about this at the very beginning of treatment, we really want to make sure you're you're getting the optimal amount of sleep for you. So for instance, I know that eight hours of sleep is my number. If I don't get eight hours of sleep, my emotions just feel like they're floating on the surface. And so I, I am more tearful. I'm more reactive and I just feel like I'm, I'm just more prompt to have a stronger emotion. And it doesn't mean that I'm not in control. I just know that those emotions flow freer on those days. Now, oftentimes we talk about getting, again, for most age ranges, it's between seven and nine hours. So really knowing your number is so crucial to go, okay, if I look at the time and I got over amount of sleep, then I might feel sluggish and just not like I can focus and just kind of scattered. Or 
If I've not gotten enough, I might feel the need to over-caffeinate for the day or whatever it may be. If that's the case and there's nothing that we can really do, like I can't go back to sleep and get more hours. I can't reverse the clock and take hours off of that. Um, I'm just giving myself grace and I'm starting to understand that like, okay, I'm just going to feel more vulnerable today and that's okay. Maybe I wear the waterproof mascara and maybe I try to avoid certain situations if I, it really intense situations if I can, but if not, I give myself some grace. And then the last one is E and that stands for exercise. So with exercise, we really like to emphasize This is not about working out all the time. It is about getting active and really knowing your activity level. So for most of us who wear Apple watches, uh, we have a good awareness as to how little or how much we're moving. And so knowing what that is also impacts your mood. So be sure that you're keeping that, again, that activity balanced. I'm resting. Resting is just as important. And I'm also being active enough to where I'm getting my heart rate up. I'm getting some steps in. I'm feeling productive. And on the days that that just doesn't feel possible, I'm still setting small goals or moving around or changing my scenery, whatever it may be on those days that you've discussed with your counselor. So that is the ABC please. The thing I like to add on with please, and this is definitely not Marsha Linehan, is there's three other strong vulnerabilities that we have to account for. One, weather. Of course, we just had a podcast, uh, a bonus podcast on seasonal affect disorder. So remember weather and, and seasons, that's a huge one. The next one are holidays. We talked a little a bit about that. And then the last one is family. Family is really tough. That's where we start to get into that environment. And we know that our triggers are a little bit stronger on around certain family members. So just be aware of these things that make you more vulnerable or just kind of trick your trigger just a little bit more. So I hope you enjoyed this skill. This is literally one of my favorite ones. The first time I heard this skill, it gave me so much validation and just made me feel more connected to my body and understand how my body really does uh, those body sensations, what I put in my body, what surrounds my body, whatever it may be, help to understand how I can control or regulate that emotion just as much. So as we continue down emotion regulation, our next is to just check in and see where you're at, see your growth, see what you've learned. And we're going to do a quick review next session about emotion regulation and then jump into all our favorite, which is interpersonal effectiveness. Yeah, we're getting there. We're going through these pretty quickly, but remember this is, this is kind of the overview of most of the skills. It's not even touching on all of the skills. There is a huge workbook. I'll have that linked in our blog um, that Marsha Linehan has with all of her workbook pages and it is fabulous. So that's something that would be useful in a group setting or going over with your counselor. 
Well, again, I hope that you enjoyed the show today. Remember, this is not a replacement for a therapy session or for you to find a therapist in your area. I do want you to get connected with someone in your area. And so using things like psychology today, that would be a great way to narrow down your search using whatever kind of criteria you're needing for a therapist. If you're having a hard time finding a therapist in your area, please reach out to us. Again, we're part of a couple of national message boards and we'd love to help you. I personally am only licensed in Kansas and Missouri. And if you're looking to make an appointment with me, you're welcome to also find that at findingmiddlepath.com. Thanks so much guys for listening today. And I will catch you next week with a new podcast on skills. Thanks so much and have a great day.